This is Ari Lehman, the first Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, and you are watching Fourth Cut Reviews because the fourth cut is the killer. gentlemen welcome to a brand new episode of fourth cut reviews i'm your host ej leeson and with me today is my co-host my buddy my little apple scrapple <laughs> baby boy chris conforti what's going on bud oh not too much how about you uh nothing too much man just chilling out um excited to talk well excited to talk to you Maybe not so excited about the movie we have to talk about. <laughs> um, today we're talking about raising the Titanic. Yeah, it's, it's I, I think it's raise the Titanic. Raise the Titanic. Raise the Titanic. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Christopher Conforti here uh, recommended watching it, and um, it's not a good movie to watch. Uh, when you first wake up, uh, I'll say that uh, right out the gate. Um, I recommended this a while back. That's your own fault. Okay. This movie, uh, not, man, I don't know. You, you can all go right, first. So, you go all right, first. so I'm going to tell you how I found out about it. She'll deny it, but my fiance was talking about this movie, and it was a movie that I had to watch because it starred – uh, one of my, she didn't know it was one of my favorite actors, so I think it's one of the most underrated actors, which is Richard Jordan. But he's um, he plays in a movie Gettysburg as uh, General Armistead. Okay. A movie he probably should have gotten nominated for, but it was one of those like in the beginning parts of like the television, the movies where if it was like a TV movie, it wasn't really getting a lot of respect. Right, but. His performances and almost everything I've seen, if you've lived in the 80s, you've most assuredly have seen him. He's done anything from Les Mis, Gettysburg. He's in a movie with Michael J. Fox. Um, um, uh, what is it? The, the How to Become a Millionaire or something like that? Oh, The Secret to My Success. The Secret to My Success. Yeah, he's in that movie. Um, so she was like, we have to watch this. So I found it on HBO. So I go, okay, I'm going to watch this. And she's like, well... I, I didn't really mean it, I guess, but of course she meant it because my fiance loves Titanic, so she'll watch anything Titanic. So I found it, and she was like, "Well, I think it's going to be a joke. You should watch the trailer first. And I was like, "Nah, I'm just we'll just we'll just jump right into it." So we saw it early in the morning, and my fiance, I have a feeling, is going to have the same opinion that you do. <laughs> she was not amused at all by this movie. And I came out of it with a much different opinion than I think most other 
people may have because I think I I think I might be able to try to I'm not gonna try to convince you but I, I just want you to see it from I guess my perspective my creative perspective on why I think this isn't as bad of a movie as I think you two are making you guys are making it seem like it was like this like fourth grader out there with like a like trying to make a like found footage movie <laughs> I'll hold my opinion. Keep going. This is your time. <laughs> okay, so I mean, we'll get into uh, what the movie does, uh, what it's about. So the film of it, uh, the the, and I guess it's based on a book. So I guess I'll, I'll go there. I haven't read the book. Don't know how how based it is on the book. I don't know any of that. But the film is essentially about these guys are looking for a. Uh, a compound or an element called byzanium mm -hmm. and they're hoping to use it to create uh, some type of a nuclear missile defense system that it could kind of deter it so it's very rare it's supposed to be even more rare than um, uranium they find where a person had had it and they found out that the last time that they had it was on the titanic so they come up with this idea, well, we're, we're going to have to raise the Titanic. And they go through this whole movie and, you know, like, I, I think like the, the thing I think everybody gets a little weary on is they actually succeed in raising the Titanic. It's a cheesy way in how they do it. I mean, they're, they're talking about airbags and bombs and everything else. And they, 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 they end up raising it. I don't think it's as bad as you guys are, are making it out to be, but, but go on. Go on. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, if you're into a bunch of old white guys talking for two hours, this is the movie for you. Um, oh, you mean like think they Taylor Soldier Spy? I love that movie. Oh, I don't care. Come on. Oh, come on. But you're right. No, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy is the first movie I thought of when I was watching this. But at least that movie was interesting. And I just like, great. This one I think was interesting. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. For being a two-hour movie, it felt, it felt very long. And I literally yes. just finished Zack Snyder's like Justice League, and then I watched this, and I'm like, why does this movie feel a hundred times longer? <laughs> But that first hour is literally just like, like just talking yeah. and talking and talking. And um, I was like, where's Alec Guinness? Like in the beginning, they, they're like Alec Guinness. Right. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Yeah. And then he's only in it for like, for one scene, for one scene. It seems, it seems kind of cool though. I yeah. thought his scenes, his scenes is pretty cool. So, one of the things you have to take into account with this movie is the budget. So, and this is why I was like, hey, this is actually pretty cool. So, and this is why I'm going to say I think this is pretty cool. So this movie, I think, was made in what? 1980. 1980. The, the Titanic itself had not been found yet. The Titanic was found in 1985. So right. they're not going based on what we know now. Like James Cameron benefits based on what we know now however i was 
uh, reading this article about it of the things that they got right. They got a lot of things right on this. Like they were talking about the depth in which it's set. It's at. They were very close to the depth in which the actual Titanic was. Um, now, so they, they did get a lot of things right. Now they did, um, they did spend, I think it was, ooh, hoo, 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 uh, $5 million to create this, this replica of the Titanic. And as far as I know, what they did is they brought in one of the forefront artists of the Titanic who specializes in all these. And he's done art for James Cameron, according to his website, from all these different places. But he has like the most extensive archives, I guess, or one of them of the Titanic. So they literally spent $5 million to make this one ship look as identical as they possibly could to the Titanic. So when I saw the actual, actual Titanic, I'm like, you know, they, they got a lot of things right here when I'm looking at it. And, you know, like my basis of the Titanic is, of course, James Cameron's Titanic. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, they're not far off here in what I'm I'm looking at. So I respected it just for that. And again, I mean, this the one thing that my fiance had a problem with, I'm sure you're going to have an issue with, was the fact that the Titanic did not break apart and it was in one solid piece. <laughs> yeah. But there's an explanation for this. Okay. I, I have an explanation for, for this here. So, and this is, this is, this is factual. I, 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 I was researching this. Now, eyewitness accounts had that the Titanic had broken in half. However, in 1980, it was genuinely considered fact that the Titanic actually sank in one piece. And I know you're probably going, well, you know, eyewitness accounts, but there also That's is other, thinking. yes, but there's also other eyewitness accounts too that said it went down as one. So there was a second officer, um, his name was like Light, Lightholt. And then there was a, it was a first class passenger called, um, no, seriously, Colonel Gracie. Like the, and their actual, like right after the disaster, they said that the Titanic did not break. So if you watch all the movies that were made before 1985, I haven't seen them all, of course, but before 1985, the genuine, like the consensus was that the Titanic was in one piece. So yeah. that was part of my argument, too, because I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of kind of a little cheesy. We know it broke apart. But then when you start digging into it a little bit more, of course, they, they weren't able to 100 percent confirm that it was in two pieces up until um, Bob Ballard discovered it in 1985. Okay. So that when I was I'm watching, I'm like, well, that's that's pretty darn cheesy. OK, maybe they could have done a little bit more you know, DD on that, a little bit more due diligence when you're, you know, when you're doing that. But it turns out in 1980, it was the popular opinion, even among historians, that it was in one piece when it sank. So, yeah, that's that's what I'll say on that, because I think a lot of people probably will watch that and go, well, they, they, first off, it's 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 cheesy right off the bat because they're raising the Titanic. That's first off. Um, but I guess also thinking back to what I just said, we're we're kind of prisoners of the moment here because we, we, we've got to see 
a very accurate depiction of Titanic with James Cameron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I, don't, I, I don't see this as anything different than Indiana Jones finding the Holy Grail. That's my, my personal opinion. I don't see it as anything different than that. Like, you would put this on par with Indiana Jones? Like you no, I mean, no, no, I mean, I think that in terms of accuracy, I think that it, oh, it's oh. a good comparison to it. No, I don't think it's as good of a movie as Indiana Jones. I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going that far. But I'm, I'm saying that what? in terms of, of that, like that elements that I was talking about, I think it's, it's on par in terms of the realism of it, where you can't yeah. necessarily be... You can't fault a movie off of that. And this is also what I'm going to say. I'm going to make a comparison here. People are probably going to think I'm a little bit nuts on it. That's fine. I was like, I'll be honest with you. I was about a, I, I was going to give it about a 4.5 when I was originally watching it. Mm -hmm. But then there was like the money shot. And I call this like the money shot. It's when they're actually pulling in, like they're actually pulling in Titanic in to New York City. And I'm watching that, and like I'm, I think I finally at that point understood the movie, which is, and, and this is the equation I go go with it. You're you're laughing here, but this is the equation I'm yeah, gonna go no, with. No, right? I, no, I'm enjoying your review. No, keep going. I, well, this is this is my other thing too. Okay, so Quentin Tarantino just did a movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Yeah, yeah. And what he did was he reimagines the Sharon Tate murder by the Manson family, right? Right. And well, I, I was thinking of Ghostbusters. Remember the, like, the Titanic ship is, like, coming in to port? Do you remember that or no? In no. Ghostbusters? Oh, okay. Well, that's what it just reminded me of. Like, you did, like, um, in, in this movie, when Titanic's coming in, I was just thinking <laughs> to myself, like, Ghostbusters. Because <laughs> uh, it has, like, the ghost ship of Titanic, like, coming in, you know? But go ahead. That's why I was laughing, because I was yeah. just thinking about that. The, so when Tarantino did that movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there were mm -hmm. a lot of historians, of course, that weren't happy about it because it was changing the outcome of what we knew had happened of the murder of Sharon Tate by the Manson family, right? Right. And... A lot of, uh, I read a, a good review on it that said, well, I think that this is Quentin Tarantino's way of giving the family and a little bit Sharon Tate a way of seeing what would have happened if things had worked differently. Yeah. And that was my reaction by seeing the Titanic come into port. My reaction was this was, and I, I don't know, like, you know, again, I haven't seen the book. I don't know what the director is. But my interpretation of it was, this is 1980. There are still survivors, assuming, I'm assuming that there's still survivors left from the Titanic in 1980. And this, to me, was this director's way of saying, this should have been your ending. That was my way of looking at it. And like I said, I was at about 4.5 before I saw that. And then I'm, I'm watching. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I think I understand what he was doing. Because if you, if, you, if you just take that out of it, the movie is about nothing. Right. Like they, they spend this whole time trying to find an element and they find it and then they don't even use it. 
Yeah. So, like, the movie is about nothing. So, if it's not about nothing, there has to be, like, an undergoing message behind it. And I think that's what it is. I think that was supposed to say, you know what, this was a worldwide tragedy. And this should have been your ending. You should have went right past the Statue of Liberty. You should have docked. And I, I, I that's my take on it. And that's why I, I didn't hate it as much as I think many of our viewers might know. I will say, upon researching this movie, there are people that swear by this movie of how good it actually is. I'm not willing to go that far. Yeah. In terms of, like, there's actually fan pages to, to this movie. I'm not willing to go that far, but I think I can understand the director's vision. And I don't think it's as... It's, it's considered one of the biggest flops. I think the, the budget ballooned up to like 40 to 50 million dollars at one point and i it only grossed like 7 million dollars so it definitely was a hundred percent a flop but in terms creatively artistically i think i could see what the director was doing and i didn't hate it as bad and hopefully for anybody that watching this Hopefully you get to see this review before you watch the movie because you're probably not going to like the movie. But hopefully I could at least, you know, my opinion of it, you could at least see. And hopefully you could appreciate the movie a little bit more. I actually do think it, it, it ages a little bit better, possibly with time. But again, you have to also think that it doesn't age well with time because a lot of things that they thought in the 1980s, we know now just simply aren't true. Right. Yeah, I I do feel like that. Um, for me, was kind of for sure one of the the things that deterred me from liking the movie is the inaccuracies of stuff, right? But at the same time, it just felt very boring. I wasn't very like uh, captivated by this movie. I did enjoy the stock photos in the beginning. Um, a lot of those photos that they showed from the actual um, people of Titanic, like mm-hmm. uh, boarding the ship and like you getting to see the different pictures of the inside of the ship and stuff. A lot of those I saw for the first time watching this movie. And that's in the first like five minutes uh, that you mm-hmm. see in the opening credits. Right. And uh, so that part was interesting, but it definitely takes a long time for that movie to really set up. It definitely does. And like you said, it sets up all this stuff without any payoffs, really. Do you know what I mean? Like I, um, and yeah, I was, I just found it to be boring. It it Um, definitely, it's definitely a little long winded at times. Um, I think, I, I do find that the message of it was, was good towards the ends where they they figured out that they they could possess yeah. this thing, and they just decide well, you know, like th- we're we're kind of in the same boat that Einstein was in when he was coming up with the atomic bomb, where he never really thought of the full picture of how this could be used to hurt people in such a wide right. scale. So I, I did like I did like the message on it. I just looking at it from like an art like an art department side like they really put in a lot of time into trying to make the titanic look as realistic as they possibly could yeah. and i i 
think that everybody has to give it props, if nothing else, for that. Because, again, this is 17 years before Cameron. And, and they, right. they pretty well nailed it before Cameron did it. So, yeah. and, and they well, did the, and I guess they did do my the thing. diligence on it. Yeah, like, I, this is a movie I, I wouldn't revisit. I would just watch Titanic. Like, I feel like uh, Cameron's Titanic, it's th- longer, right? Mm-hmm. But it flies. Yeah. It, and it's interesting, well acted. And so when you're watching that, it's just like, the story moves really yeah. well. This uh, all, unfortunately benefited. Yeah, yeah, it could have benefited from a a different editor, I think, because there there's scenes in there that really didn't need to be in there. They could have cut down that yeah. runtime a little bit. Um, yeah. I but I I also look at it where I could see the I could see the comparisons to National Treasure too a little bit because if 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 it had like a a better a better cohesive story to it, though. You know what I mean? Like, National Treasure starts off very similarly. They're in the middle yep. of, like, the, the, you know, like, the snowy atmosphere and everything. They're looking for this one thing. So I can even see that maybe National Treasure was at least maybe a little bit inspired by, you know, some parts of this movie in terms of that. Like, But I think it, it, the movie, no doubt, could have benefited from a... even Even the cheesy aspects of it, like raising the Titanic. Yeah, I think it still would have been fine. I just think that you're right. At times, it is a it's really long winded, and like they they did like this. Um, I only needed to see one submarine blow up. <laughs> like I only needed to see yeah. one time, but then like the other guy gets yeah. stuck on something, and that's mm-hmm. like a whole ten fifteen minute process too. So I'm with yeah. you. It, it's it's definitely it definitely the pacing is a hundred percent off on it. Um, the acting performances, at least, I mean, I thought again, I'm I'm gonna say I thought Richard Jordan was great. The other yeah. guy I thought was terrible, uh, uh, David Selby, I think it was. Yeah. So to me, that you know, I I feel like <laughs> it could have used like maybe a comic relief to just help scenes move along a little bit. Because there is no comedy in that movie Mm -hmm. at all. And it's just so, you know what I mean? Like, I understand why you need a little bit of a comic relief in there. um, Just to to have something that can captivate the audience if you're going to be, like, feeding all this information, right? At least someone in there to, like, break it up a little bit. Break it up, yeah make you laugh and then something to at least enjoy the movie. Do you know what I mean? It feels like you're watching like you're stuck in a historian class and you have no say and you can't use the bathroom. Well, that I like that, but still. I like that. Well, I, I don't know. I just feel like Hey, I'm with you though. I mean, the, the yeah. pacing is definitely off on it. I, I yeah. can't dispute that. I, in my opinion, just looking at it from, you know, what they knew, all that stuff. You know, the like the the real. I think um, one of the real tragedies of it is that ship. I guess nobody wanted anything to do with it. The one that they converted to look exactly like the Titanic. So I guess they just shipped it off to Malta, and it got destroyed by like a storm. So it's just sitting there like rusting away. But it was like a almost a perfect clone. Of the actual Titanic. <laughs> That's of why they, 
why they yeah. did it. But yeah, it just that it just sucks in terms of that too. But I mean, there's a lot of things that people watching it today, like you, probably were looking at it, like, man, this is like super inaccurate. But yeah. you know, there and, were and reasons. It's kind of comical how bad or how inaccurate it is, right? Like it, it's mm-hmm. kind of, that part's. Like, I actually was laughing a little bit because I was like, what? Like, this is crazy. But, uh, Chris, what would you rate this movie? Like, what would your rating be for this? All right, this is, this is going up. I'm going in the eights. No, I'm not. No. I mean, oh. it's, 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 a, it's a it's a five, two. I think it's a five, okay. two. It's not, I, I, I gotta give, I have to give it props for, you know, like that, the, the time that they put into everything, making it look as authentic as they did. And like I said, I can't, I can't fault them for the future, mm-hmm. right? I, I, you have to go when you're making these things. If you're making historical biopics, you have to go based on what you know at that time. And again, I have to reiterate. This was done five years before Bob Ballard actually discovered where the Titanic was. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I think five one. I think that's that's a solid one. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Right. It's not the worst movie I've reviewed. Right. Um, you know, if you take a movie like Santa Jaws, I, I think that the fact that they got the Titanic to look that good, just as it is, is already better than that movie. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. With the stock photos and. Um, the remaking of the Titanic, right? Um, I I would I'm gonna give it a four. Four? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. not too bad. It's not the lowest. I th- what's my lowest I ever gave? I think it's I think it's it's Three. Santa might be. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking now. I know it's Santa Jaws. Yeah, but. I don't. Did you give this a? I'm not sure if you gave uh, Deadly Games a better score yeah. than this. Yeah, no. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Deadly Games was better than that. No. Um. I gave Deadly Games a lesser score than this. You know what I mean? Um. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Because, like I said, Deadly Games had like some interesting stuff, but this. In particular, it's definitely better than Deadly Games, you know. Yeah, I would definitely recommend. But, it. I, for me, if I, I mean, if I saw this on the the TV, I'd probably, I'd probably watch it. I'd probably keep going with it, depending again, depending on what part I came in at. Yeah. But, you know, like it's I said, a, like, there's a there's a one scene where I call it the despair shot because it's the Titanic sailing with uh, the twin towers in the back. Oh, I, know. I remember I saw it. I was just like, "Oh, that's a, that's yeah. that's a lot of a lot of sadness and a lot of heartbreak in, in one scene." Yeah, um, two of our biggest disasters of all time. Yeah. Now, uh, is there anything you would like to plug, buddy? You can just follow us on our Instagram at Fourth Cut Reviews. Um, you can find everything there. We do our polling, everything. You know, if you want to do the Chris versus EJ segments, that's pretty much it. Again, you know, we are fil- amateur film critics first. We are, you know, entertainers second, but we are controllers of your opinion last. Watch the movie, come up with your own opinion, 
and mm-hmm. drop ups in the comments what you think of them. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I would like to give a shout out to Adam Farley Music. Check out Adam Farley Music wherever you listen to music. Also, uh, our Twitter is at Fourth Cut. And if you listen to podcasts, you can find us on all different platforms. And we appreciate any rates and reviews. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say. Yep. I'm Chris. That's EJ. We're Fourth Cut Reviews, a cut above the.